BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stephen James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com and today I'm excited to introduce you guys to a very successful online entrepreneur by the name of Onik Singhal. Onik is the author of this book here called Escape. The Four Stages of a Successful Entrepreneur. He's also the founder of a company called Learn uh, that does over $20 million a year in online digital sales. Um, he's got over 300,000 students. Um, he's been at this for over 15 years now and is one of the industry experts when it comes to uh, online marketing and online business. Someone that uh, I personally benefited and learned a lot from. Now, Anik has written this book here, um, which I'm really enjoying. It's just become available, and I'm going to mention to you guys a little bit later on in this interview how you can get this book for free, okay? He's going to be sharing with you guys a lot about this, um, but Anik, I want to say thank you so much, man, for joining today. Uh, looking forward to picking your brain a little bit. I know we're so aligned with so many, so many things when it comes to entrepreneurship, and especially the mindset of an entrepreneur, so I just want to say thank you for taking the time for joining me today. All right. Thank you so much for having me here. And I'm so excited and, and uh, I'm just so excited to be talking to everybody that follows you. And you're absolutely right. I love the work that you do. And I love the, having the opportunity to be here to share some of my journey and what I've just some of my discoveries really over the last uh, few years where I dove into this, this deep question of why do entrepreneurs succeed and why do entrepreneurs fail? And that has just led me through an amazing journey. Awesome. Well, I look forward to diving into that. But before we do, I'd love to just Maybe have you share with my audience a little bit about yourself and um, maybe like a quick version of your story. Like how long have you been at this for? How did you get into uh, becoming a successful entrepreneur that you are today? Sure. No, I'd love to, man. Um, so I started this about 15 years, six, almost 16 years now. I started in the college dorm room. I literally had $100 to my name and I'm sitting in the room and I just – you know, I, I, I wasn't fulfilled with college. That's the truth. I, I kept feeling like going and learning and then coming back to my room and studying and then waiting and waiting and waiting for someone else to tell me, hey, you're ready to make money now. It just didn't make sense to me. So I, I finally just decided, you know, I went to Google. Right? I went to Google and I typed in, no, no joke, I went to Google and typed in how to make money. And Google has that autofill suggestion, so it came up online. And I thought, okay, sure, why not? So I clicked on that. And that led to one scam after another, after another, after another. And next thing I know, I land up on this forum that finally sounded legitimate. It took, took me like weeks to find this place where people were taking information and selling it on the internet in a PDF format, right? Ebooks and all of that. So I thought to myself, well, that makes sense. Like I can see that. I can see why someone would pay for information. I'm in college, right? I'm paying hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars for my books. So I thought, okay, let me research this more. So I start to research it. I fall in love with the idea of online marketing and making money online. And I get it, but I don't get it, right? I get it, but I can't make it happen for me. So 
I keep, st- I, I literally, I'm no joke. It was 18 months of me trying again and again and again and again. I estimate I failed over 50 times. Now, what kept me going through that? Think about that. You know, imagine literally falling 50 times. You just get up again, you fall, get up again. I actually don't know. And that was part of my journey of discovering what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. I actually thought back to those in th- those days and thought, what kept me going? Like, why did I keep pushing forward? So anyways, long story short, I, you know, I decided to, um, I finally, one day I was, I was fed up. I was like, that's it. I quit. I can't do this anymore. So I posted back on the forum where I used to post all the time. I was known as the most annoying kid. I went back to the forum and I said, listen, thank you everyone so much for your help. Um, but if I don't make any money here in the next 24 hours, I've been doing this for 18 months. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm quitting. I'm going to go back to like my college and, and I'm just going to go back down the track of getting, you know, a job. Like I have great job offers on the table right now. And that was when someone reached out to me on this forum and I don't till this day know who the person was. I have no idea. They had never commented on the forum. They had zero history. And they said to me, listen, kid, I've been watching you for over a year. I'm really impressed with your persistence. Don't quit. I don't want you to quit. I make a lot of money. I just never help people. But I'm making myself available for you for the next 24 hours. You can private message me any questions and I'll message you back. I'll stay up with you as late as you want. Now, we didn't have Skype and Facebook back then, really. So I I had to use literally private messaging him in this forum or her. And that was it. They showed me a system. And finally, next thing I know, I went to bed. I was up till three in the morning, working away, working away. I went to bed. I woke up six hours later, ran to my computer. Boom. There it was. My first day with my first $300 I'd ever made online while I was sleeping six hours. Right. It just was like, wow, I made more money six hours sleeping than I did in 18 months of trying every day. And so that was it. That was honestly the last time I ever had a day in my life where I made uh, I've never had a day in my life where I made less than $300 since then. I was over 15 years ago. And that started my journey. I grew from there. I graduated. I kept growing my business and I grew it all the way up to 10 million a year. I had 96 employees. I had three offices worldwide. I was living the life, traveling first class. I was young. I won awards from Business Week, from Inc. 500, from Forbes, from all these places. And then 2008 happens. The economy collapses, right? And I'm paused. I'm like, oh, is something going to happen here? Nothing happens. So I just scale forward. Let's hire more. Let's build more. By the way, I've never bought shiny objects or shiny things. I'm still living in my parents. I was just investing in my business. I wanted to get bigger and bigger and bigger. All of a sudden, 2008, 2010, sorry, the late effects of 2008 come into our industry and everything collapses. And my solution back then, keep investing more, keep piling in more money, more money, double down, triple down, quadruple down, hire more people, build bigger. And I was shocked. I was amazed at how quickly, but it was literally less than two years. I found myself $1.7 million in debt. And I was 27 years old and $1.7 million in debt. My parents mortgaged their entire home. Um, someone who's basically not my blood younger brother, but may as well be, lent me his entire life savings. Uh, friends of mine lent me a bunch of money. Credit cards owed them. Banks owed them. Uh, affiliates, vendors. I owed everybody money. $1.7 million. I got to my whole life fell apart. I was, I was sick. I was ending up at the hospital. I was having internal bleeding. I was, I literally have had this moment. You're going to laugh at this. You know, we, we hear, we see this in Hollywood movies where someone's down and out and they got a paper bag with a whiskey bottle in it and they're in a motel room somewhere. It's storming outside and it's raining and they're just sitting in the corner and they're drinking. That's me. I did that for a week in Goa, India. I was literally disappeared. No one knew where I was. My phone was off. I couldn't take any more phone calls from people. I had money. After that, I had a really big reality check in my life. I got so sick that they had to literally pull me off the plane in Amsterdam right before it took off. I was so fortunate. I blacked out. person next to me caught it, stopped, you know, told the flight attendant, stopped the plane from taking off, pulled me off. Next thing I know, I wake up. I'm in the hospital. I bled out almost half of the body. My body's blood. It was like horrible. My hemoglobin was destroyed. And they literally said, they're like, kid, had that plane taken off over the Atlantic Ocean, you would have died. You would have gone into shock and died. That was a wake-up call for me, genuinely. And I realized, I remember I woke up one morning in the hospital and I'm like, I got all this stuff all over me, right? It's all like tying me down. Like literally I couldn't move because something was tangled with something else. And I, and I just laughed. I had a moment where I just laughed. I said, man, I got, I got into, you know, I got into uh, entrepreneurship for, for financial freedom. I can't even get out of this bed without permission to go pee. This is not what I signed up for. My life has fallen apart. I owe everybody money. My friends have left me. I don't. My, my parents have mortgaged their home, which my dad spent his life paying off. This is horrible. What's gone wrong? I went home. Finally, my parents had to rush. My, my brother-in-law and my dad came. They got me, and I went back home. And 
that was it. I decided it was time to clean things up. I remember the night where I was emptying out my office. I was getting, giving everything up. I went from 96 employees to six. And I'll tell you what the number one question was I asked myself that night. And I said, what is it that you want to do? Who are you? What value do you want to bring to this world? Because if you don't know your vision, then you might as well work to build someone else's. But you got to just stop chasing money. Don't do this for money. And I'm saying a lot of people want to become an entrepreneur for the money. And they don't realize that there's probably easier ways to make money. All right. This is not easy being an entrepreneur. You got to have a true person, like a passion and a reason. And I did discover mine. Um, and I was so I was blessed to have done it. The best thing that ever happened in my life to me was that I fell into debt like that because it made me question a lot of things. And you know what? Once I got my stuff together, I, I dissected what had happened, how to fix it, how to go back to the person that was winning and not losing. 16 months, I paid back every penny of the $1.7 million in debt. Never went bankrupt, never neglected anyone's loans. I paid everybody back exactly what I owed them. And ever since then, that was in 2013. Um, and ever since then, I've just been straight skyrocketing and living my purpose, living my mission. I know that's a really long story to a short question, man, but I wanted to let everybody know. I started with $100 to my name. I don't come from an entrepreneurial background. I made it. I lost it all. I was at rock bottom, and I made it back. And the key concepts that are in this book, what we share, right, this triangle that I, that I walked through, this triangle, it, it was because of this that I was able to make it back. And I didn't know it back then. I know it now. But that's why so many successful entrepreneurs, you hear the doom and gloom. You, most entrepreneurs that are really big, that have really made it, they have had that moment in their life, yet they make it back. Some make it up, down, up, down, up, down. It's like they always make it back. It's because they've mastered this. And that's hopefully what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. That's such an inspirational story because I know there's some people out there that have maybe been at this for a few weeks, you know, or they give up after a month or two um, of trying to build a business and trying to, you know, learn what it takes to do it. Or maybe they've gone through what you've gone through, maybe not to that extent, but they've had failures and challenges and adversity along the way. And every successful entrepreneur that I know of, and I'm sure you as well know as well, have all been through failure and challenges and adversity and you know, that's just part of the journey and part of the process. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to dive into your mindset um, around that. And maybe um, we could start with the four stages. In this book, you talk about there's four stages um, that every entrepreneur must conquer. Do you mind yeah. sharing with people a little bit about what those four stages are? Uh, sure, absolutely. So so let's look at the logo of the book real quick, right? Because I love to explain kind of how the, this logo has a lot in it and a lot of people don't realize. So the book's called Escape. And the little E is employee, and then you see the little smiley face a swing here um, goes to the big E, right? And so that's entrepreneur. In between, you see S-C-A-P. These are the four-letter acronyms that represent the four stages that it takes to become a successful entrepreneur. So you have S that stands for S. Uh, S that stands for S. You have S that stands for self. C that stands for catapult. A that stands for authority, which is the same as like leadership. And P, that stands for people, right? That's your environment, the people around you. And it literally goes, this is stage one, this is stage two, this is stage three, this is stage four. So then if you turn around and you look at the triangle, I know that you won't be able to really see it right now, but the base of the triangle is employee. And the reason for that is because most people in the world are employees, right? So that's the largest number of people. Then the personal development industry gets a lot of take, right? It's a big industry. A lot of people want to improve them on themselves. So that's why the next one is S, it's self. And you have a little bit less people that make it there, right? But you have even a little bit less people that make it to C, which is catapult. And catapult, by the way, is really the same as creating momentum and doing something to create momentum. And then from there, you have even less people that make it to A, which is authority or leadership. And then from there, you have even less people that conquer that to make it to P, which is having the right – that's really the toughest step, step in many ways and stage. And then, of course, the last, the pinnacle right here is to, to hit entrepreneur. So when we talk about S, right, stage one, S is all about yourself. Let's look at it this way. I've always explained it this way, and, I, and I'm, really like I'm really confident in this, okay? We're all born entrepreneurs. That, that's actually who we are. That's our original coding is to be an entrepreneur. You know why? Because if you look at a little child, you look at a, a, an infant, a toddler, specifically a toddler, you see the entrepreneur. Don't touch that. That's the first thing they want to touch. You know, you've ever seen an, a toddler trying to walk? Imagine how many times they fall. Imagine how much it hurts. Imagine how many times they cry trying to, trying to walk. But yet they keep doing it again and again. They don't stop, right? Because they see people around them are doing it, and so they're going to do it. 
you you go to a four year old. I actually did this experiment with my with one of my nephews um, he, when he was three, and I said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And he said, "You know, he goes, I want to be War Machine." And so there's two problems with that. First of all, I'm a big Iron Man, Iron Man fan, and you know, so you're not going to be War Machine. You should be Iron Man. But anyways, besides that, I said, "Oh, you know, you can't be War Machine. That's not real. It doesn't exist." And I, I got to tell you, his his reaction was exactly this. He looks at me, he goes, "Huh." I'm going to be War Machine. And I'm like, War Machine is not real. And he goes, I'm going to be War Machine. And like, it was so strong. And I was like, okay, kid, you, you'll be War Machine. See, his belief, his, his understanding, he, he, he doesn't have the limitations. He's going to be War Machine. And he'd be damned if anyone tells him anything otherwise. So our self, right, who we are, what happens over time, though, is life beats it out of us. The society beats it out of us. The system beats it out of us, right? So as soon as we start to understand and grasping, our parents are saying, no, stop it. Stop that. Or we go, we get a good grade in school, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. So we start to tune ourselves to wanting to please those around us, teachers, coaches, mentors, people like that, other people. So all of a sudden, we start to do things and live life to please others, to do things to help others want us more, please us more, sorry, uh, praise us more. So along the way, we lose those entrepreneurial habits and we become very obsessed with pleasing. So in school, we want to please our parents, we want to please our teachers, right? In high school, they're telling us, come on, build a good rap sheet, do volunteering, be a part of advanced classes, get a good SAT score, be this, have a good GPA, all why? So you can be evaluated by people who will never meet you, who don't know you, who are literally sitting there going through papers and determining what you're worth. So hopefully you impress them enough to give you admission into their university. And it doesn't end there. You go to their university. And now they tell you, come on, work hard, get a good GPA, make sure you do this, do internships, do this, because you hope someone comes in, meets you, shakes your hands, interviews you for 30 minutes, and within 30 minutes, judges your worth, judges your value, judges whether you have a place in their company or not. And now you get a job. doesn't stop there. You want to get make more money? Make sure you work hard. Come in early. Stay late. Do this. Do that. Volunteer for groups and all of this so your boss gets so pleased with you that he promotes you or she promotes you. So we're constantly in this cycle of living for others. So the S is very important because it's, the S is finally, hey, you know what? As an entrepreneur... I can wake up whenever I want. So when the when the you know when the when the uh, alarm goes off, I can hit snooze. Yet the other day I was driving. This is a couple months ago, not the other day. I, I had this picture. It was hilarious. Okay, I'm on the highway. This is the one of the few times in my life I'm stuck in traffic. So I'm, I'm going somewhere. I had to go to a meeting, and I look over at the guy next to me, and he's fever. This is literally him. I, I guess he's holding the steering wheel with his knees because. He had a bagel or something. He was eating something, and he was shaving. He had the electric shaver while driving in traffic. I was like, I was, I was blown away. I'm laughing, and I'm thinking, that man is scared of somebody. All right, that man doesn't want to be late to work because if he gets late to work, he's going to get reprimanded. So he is so accountable, so accountable to someone else. What would he have done if it was for his own business, for himself? Would he have slept in? Would he have weighed back? Would he, have, would he be eating and, and shaving in the car? And the truth is no. And there's a lot of things about us that have been trained differently. We as people have to change. So you look at a lot of people that have worked for decades and all of a sudden one day they decide, you know what, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Oh, you've been in the workforce for 30 years. There are certain things and ways you function and operate. You need to change them. It ain't going to work. You can't just can't emulate those over. So that's stage one. That's S. That's about you. That's about your core beliefs and how you think and, and all of that. And then we go into C, catapult, right? Momentum. So many students, many people I meet, I, I've taught over 300,000 students now at Learn, and I'm so blessed to have this, this, this ability to do this. And people, you know, people say, Anik, I want to make a million dollars. Good. That's awesome. How do I do it? Well, have you made a hundred? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to make a hundred. I want to make a million dollars. I know, but I'm getting to a point. Have you made a hundred? No. See, here's how you make a million. You make $100 first. Then you do what you did to make $100 10 times. You make $1,000. Then you do what you did to make $1,000 10 times. You make $10,000. Then you do what you did to make $10,000 10 times, and you make $100,000. And then you do what you did to make $100,000 10 times, and you make a million dollars. And these people look at me, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. What do I do to make a million dollars, man? 
And it's like, you're not getting the point. You need to initiate something. How do you start a big fire, right? How do you start a fire, like a huge fire? What do you, do you, does it, do, do you come in, have a line of people with 1800 flamethrowers ready to go at one time? And like, no, you literally, it could be a small match and you drop. And eventually that could become a massive fire. How do you start an avalanche? How do you start a huge snowball? It's always a little teeny ball and that rolls and becomes something big, right? How does a, how does a, um, or tornado start? How does a, um, can't think of the word, but it's the big waves. What do you call those? Those huge waves. Um, tsunami. Tsunami. How does a tsunami start? You know, like I, I, I remember learning this. I was blown away. I remember it was like, there, there's a boat that goes by. It could start a wave. I, I remember when I heard that, I was like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize that that's possible. So, you got to create momentum. You have to be in. A, you have to create a plan that you start working alongside of. You can't be too attached to it. But the process of creating momentum that it takes training. It's not something we're used to. We're always given things to do, right? We're taught in school. You're told what to study, what chapters, what to be prepared for. Then you're told what classes to go to. Then you're told what to do. Here's your curriculum. In work, you're told do this task, do that task, do this. All of a sudden, you have to do things on your own. That's C. You got to create. Momentum, you have to learn to create a process towards your end goal, not just leap for the end goal. Then we have A, right? Stage three. That's authority, leadership. Now, think about this. Growing up in school, if you had a class of 40 people, class leader, one. Class captain, class leader, line leader. You have a line of 30 kids, one. And most of the time, you'll see the same kid. Why? Because the teacher would say, all right, blah, blah, blah. That's the kid that raises their hand the first. So that kid has something coded into them from childhood that allows them to lead naturally. What about the other 39? When are they going to get an opportunity to learn what it's like to be leaders? They like, they're a little shy, so they fall to the back, and we let them fall to the back. But you can't be an entrepreneur without leadership. It's impossible. Now, you don't have to be you know, you don't have to be Martin Luther King. You don't have to be the charismatic speaker. You don't have to be that person. But you've got to lead. You've got to be able to inspire people to see things your way. You've got to inspire people to be able to rally around you, whether it's your employees, your contractors, your customers. So there's that authority that you have to be able to have. And we're not taught that. We miss out on that. So there's certain key characteristics there that are necessary. And then last but not least, you've got people. Now, this is the toughest one because it's people. You've got to deal with the actual people. It's not easy. So P is your environment. Now, most people teach this. They say, this is a personal development industry. If someone's negative, get them out of your life. Kick them out. Well, I don't agree. You know, when I was growing my business, when I was growing, you know, when I was growing up, my father was negative. He was scared. He, he didn't think I should do this. My, my mother is still negative till this day sometimes. I launched this facility that you see me sitting in. It cost me $3.5 million that we launched this facility for entrepreneurs, a training facility. $3.5 million. My mom was scared. She was negative. My wife, you know, when I first met her, she was negative. She would say, why are you doing that? Who the heck would I be today without the three people in my life that literally have meant the most to me, that would give everything for me? My father, my mother, and my wife. Would I have, should I have kicked them out? Should I have been negative? No. See, negative people, we, we have this thing in P that we talk about, the triangle of support. It's literally a triangle where I share with you that probably only about 3% of people in your life are actually toxic. Toxic people need to be kicked out. The rest of them, it's up to you to learn how to manage those relationships. Okay? Negative people just need to be turned positive. Negative people actually love you so much that they're scared for you. That you are trying to do something that they don't understand because they don't see them capable of doing it. They're protecting you. So you learn how to remove their fears. You learn how to manage that relationship. And you learn how to add more people into the positive side, not remove the negative. You add more people like you. You add mentors and coaches and people that are going to be there to support you through your tough times. And so we teach you how to do that in the P section. And that's how you get up towards, towards the, the big E, right? The entrepreneur. But those are the four stages to get there. Very cool. I love how you broke that down. Um, totally agree. And it, it, it's clearly a totally different mindset to be an entrepreneur. And especially for those that maybe are watching this right now, they are an employee right now, right? And they've got their nine to five and they, they have this aspiration to be an entrepreneur to maybe start an online business or whatever it might be. What do you, what do you see as some of the shifts that they need to make in their mindset? I know you already kind of mentioned a few, but 
just the mentality, the mindset, the belief system that uh, they need to take on if they want to succeed with their business. All right. So here's a few. First of all, focus. Uh, I I, I love this story. I tell it. I talk about it in the book as well. Um, Mark Cuban. I've actually had a correspondence with Mark Cuban very, very long time ago. We're talking 16, 17 years ago. I read an article in Business 2.0, Rest in Peace. Love that magazine. Wish it would come back. They had an article about Mark Cuban. Back then, I knew who he was. I was a fan, but he wasn't a household name like he is today. He had just become a billionaire. He owned, I think he had just bought the the, uh, the basketball team. And I said, at the end of the article, it gives you his email address. It's an email and he emails you back. I thought, BS. But I I, I tested. I sent him an email. I said, Mark, I'm an aggressive, ambitious entrepreneur. I'm working on five things right now. I just want to, I mean, I'm going to be at the top. I'll see you at the top. But tell me one thing you would tell me. What's one piece of advice? And he replied, he said, got to keep it short, kid, on the way to a game. My advice, drop four, focus on one. I was so pissed. I was so pissed at that reply. I said, how dare you? You have multiple companies. I know you have tons of companies. How dare you tell me to only have one? You must be intimidated by me. You must be scared that if I get to the top, I'll challenge you. Can you believe my mind was so confident in my abilities that I thought Mark Cuban is afraid of this broke kid sitting in a college dorm room? I hated the advice. I said it was bullshit. And then I'm at this event and I listen to a speaker give a mathematical evidence behind the term of focus. He says, listen, if you have 100 hours, you're working on 10 projects. Each project needs 100 hours to finish. You can work on each project one hour a day. It'll take you 100 days to finish one project. Then you'll finish all of them at one time. But you'll have 10 finished projects that now need to be marketed. So 100 days, okay? It's three and a half months. Or you can take all 10 hours and apply them to one project only, back to back to back to back. And you'll have something ready to go to market and ready to profit from in 10 days. And I thought, man, I'm brown, I'm Indian, math makes sense to me. Numbers are my game. Yes, I get it now. So focus is key. Please get rid of the shiny objects. You need to pick what is really here. You need to ask yourself, what do you really want? Don't chase money. Don't start a Shopify store because that's what seems to be making money. Don't start a blog because everyone else is making money with AdSense. Don't what do you want to do? What do you want? What is your impact? Entrepreneurs make impact. An entrepreneur is someone who finds a problem, puts a solution together, and this is the key part, and creates value. That right there, that third word, a lot of entrepreneurs forget. That's why they fail. They create value. They move the needle in, the, in human society to some degree. So you got to know what that is and you got to focus on it and you got to be staying there. Number two, expect, embrace and learn from your obstacles and from your failures. People are too scared of failing. It is absolutely uncanny to me how much people are petrified of failing. You know, today, before this interview, we failed. I'm, like, this interview is happening right now as a result of a key failure. All of my tech fell apart. Th- this could have visually looked a lot better. And it fell apart, and it was frustrating. Right, It was frustrating because I had this vision. I, I saw this going a certain way. I was carrying it around all day. I was excited. Man, it's going to look awesome. We're going to have this. And we're going to be able to do some camera switching. And I'm going to blow everybody away that's watching. They're going to say, wow, this facility Onyx has is amazing. And it didn't happen. And it failed. And I took 30 seconds before this interview. And I said, I was getting worked up about it. Right, And I said, okay, does it really matter? It doesn't. Right? People aren't watching these interviews because they want to see the fancy switching of the cameras. They're watching for the content. Are you still going to do good content? Well, sure. It's up to me. If I don't get frustrated by this, I can still deliver for people that are going to give me their time. Okay, great. Did we learn something from it? Yes. You know, On days where I have interviews like this, I should probably ask my team to test things in the morning, even if it's working. You know, It's always work. Test in the morning. Right? We learned some things that we need, some key equipment that we need. I said, man, this is awesome because this will never happen again. Totally worth the investment because this will never happen again. All of a sudden, I took something that I, that I failed and was frustrating me, and I got excited. I saw opportunity in something that just seconds before was frustrating me. So people say, don't be afraid of failing. We're all afraid of failing. That is a natural human reaction, so stop saying that. Be afraid of failing. Have a relationship with failing. You know, I always joke. Growing up, I was scared of my dad. You know, he was hard, man. He... You know, I'm, I am where I am and who I am today because that man. But he was hard. He expected greatness, right? He expected greatness from us. 
You know, B plus was not to celebrate, and A minus was not to celebrate, and A was not to celebrate, and A plus was to celebrate for 10 seconds and then to say, what's next? And I still am like that today. I was afraid of him, though. But does that mean I avoided him? Does that mean I ignored him? No, I had a relationship with him still. I was afraid of him, but I learned from him. I was afraid of him, but I aspired to be like him. So with failure, you have a relationship. You learn from it. You look for the silver lining and move forward because it will happen. You are 100%. You know, if I had to bet on whether you will succeed or fail, I would bet on the fail because we fail a thousand times for every one success we have. You just don't get to hear it about people like myself. Well, I'm, I'm failing all the time. I failed all day today probably at many things. And it just doesn't matter eventually. I learn from it. Just don't fail. Don't make the same mistake twice. That's when I say you start to work backwards. New mistakes are amazing. Make as many new mistakes as you possibly can. I tell my team members all the time. You make a new mistake, we're going to celebrate it. You make the same mistake twice, now you've got a problem. right? You've got to learn from it. The next thing I would really say uh, to, a, to an entrepreneur who's just starting is uh, ask yourself a question. Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to put the work in? It's not easy. I work, my friends, a lot of my friends see kind of my life and they see the glamour, right? They see the cars, they see the house, they see the office, they see these interviews, right? That, that have thousands of views and they're like, wow, Anik, you're, you know, you're this. And then they get closer and they look at my life and they're like, ah, we don't, we don't, we don't want that. Right? I got a buddy of mine who loves his Thursday night, uh, Thursday evening happy hours. He loves his Thursday happy hours. He, he lives for his Thursday happy hours. I haven't been to a happy hour in seven years. I don't got time for that. Uh, things to do. So he has things in his life he doesn't want to give up. He doesn't want to lose post five o'clock. That's his time. That's social time. That's go out, meet friends. And I said, that's totally fine. You know what? He's, he's very well off. He does really well. He's very happy, but he wasn't until he made that decision because he constantly wanted to chase what I had. And one day he sat down and I gave him a challenge. I said, I need you to go away and I need you to look. This is what it takes. There's no shortcut. No matter what anyone tells you, there's no shortcut. This is what it takes. Do you want this? Are you willing to do this? Is your wife willing to sacrifice evenings with you for a few hours? Are you willing to see your children maybe for less than 30 minutes less every day? right? Are you willing to watch less of Netflix? Are you willing to go to less happy hours? Are you willing to say no to people for social outings, for weddings and all of this? And he came to me a week later. He said, you know what? After years of having tried this with you, you never asked me that. But now that you did, I went and thought about it. The truth is I'm not, I'm not willing to do that stuff. And you know what I said to him? I said, man, congratulations. That's amazing. Good for you. Now stop chasing it. Go off and do what you love doing. So my question is, do you really want this? If you want this, you got to know the bad that comes with it. And you got to learn to embrace it and rejoice in it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Everyone around me knows. You call Onik for a social gathering, it's 50-50 whether he says yes or not. And if I say no, I'm out fighting for my dreams. They're not offended. So there's a lot more things I would say, man, but I want to, you know, these are kind of the yeah. core, core things. These are the reality checks that people just don't give other entrepreneurs. And really, that, that's why I wrote this book. This book is just, it's a, it's a reality check, really. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean... What you shared about failure, I think is so important, but also sacrifices. That was one part in your book that I was reading. And I also teach and share the same thing. I mean, in my circumstance, I had to sleep on my friend's couch for about a year. I had to uh, give up a lot of time with friends and family members. And, you know, I, I don't know if you could say the same thing, but, you know, for me, like I look back and yeah, it was tough. It was challenging, but I look back, I, I have a lot of fondness of those days. You know, like today I don't sacrifice as much as I did before because I don't really need to because I was really, you know, in that hustle and grind phase. Um, But I've always looked at entrepreneurship. It forces you to grow. That's one of the beautiful things about it. It really forces you to step up and become more. These challenges, these failures, these frustrations that you deal with. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, you're massively outside your comfort zone versus just being an employee, but it's what it makes of you and who you become. And because of being an entrepreneur, it's translated to so many other aspects of my life as well. You know, that once you become successful, you develop the habits and the mindset for business, then you transfer that to your body, your health, your relationships, or whatever other project that you might have, philanthropy. And, and because you, you, you gain this confidence, I think, from that. And that's one thing I notice amongst entrepreneurs that are successful. They have this confidence because they know how to be resourceful and how to create value and they, they never have to worry about, you know, about struggling because they, they have that confidence that at any moment they can make more money, they can create a new project and you get this confidence within yourself 
that I think is very powerful. So I, I look at it, you, you know, I mean, yeah, you might, you know, be able to create certain freedom or materialistic um, success from being a business owner, but it, it's the character and the confidence that you gain from it. I think that's something that's, that's so incredibly valuable. Man, I could not agree more with you. Absolutely. So I have this really crazy story. Uh, just this happened recently. Um, without the details, we had to let go of someone in our company. And they were the only person in that department. But we had to let go of them. It just was what it was. And I had people around me, once I knew who they were, and they literally said, what? How are we going to do this? Why are we going to handle this? What are we going to do that? We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to do that. And I'm sitting there and, and cool as a cucumber. And, and literally my words were, We'll figure it out. Like I have faced bigger challenges than that. I'll figure it out. So you get this level of confidence that to many people come comes across as arrogance, or some people think it's reckless. It's not reckless. It's just like, look, I got this. I, I'm sm- I will figure it out. I'm smart enough. I'm confident enough. I'm capable enough, and I'm resourceful enough. I love what you said. It's a key word, resourceful, right? Because many times I will figure things out without you know things will get figured out, and I still don't know how they happened. I just know that they happen because I know the right people to call upon. Um, but yeah, that confidence, that growth, that's something you have to embrace. It's a part of becoming an entrepreneur. And this is why people like Bill Gates still read. Warren Buffett spends five hours a day still reading. Warren Buffett. You know, Bill Gates. These people have nothing to prove to the world anymore. Yet they say, we're not going to stop. Bob Proctor is one of my mentors. He literally says, the day I stop reading is the day I die. I am still a student. I was just with an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur, a few days ago, Robert Kiyosaki. You know what he literally said? We were we were interviewing, and he said this keyword. He said, "I am and for I am and forever will be a student." And I hear this so resoundingly from people that I realize, you know what? This is a core secret. This is something that millionaires and billionaires have figured out that the rest of the world hasn't. When you graduate college, that's when your education begins. That is when your education begins. You know, that's not when it ends. That's literally, people are like, you know, I, I was recently, someone told me this, that literally, uh, my sister actually said, Anik, you're so lucky, you don't have to deal, she's a doctor, so she's like, you don't have to deal with things like boards. I always have to study for these boards my whole life. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, man, you get tested once every three, four years. I get tested every day. You're so lucky, right? So as an entrepreneur, we're constantly growing, which is amazing because it's, it's empowered me to have a better relationship with my wife, with my family, with my friends. I'm a better person for it. Um, I'm able to contribute to the world. There's thousands of people in this world. I'm so proud to say that are, that are living better lives because of the things that we've been able to do on the nonprofit side. But that all comes down to the entrepreneur within. That's the guy who's pushing all this. Totally. You know, I want to ask you more about habits. I'm so happy that you mentioned reading and the importance of it. And by the way, for those of you that are watching, you've mentioned the book already, but this could be your next book to read right here. I recommend this to everybody. Uh, Onyx is going to tell you guys how you can get it, but I'll provide a link for you guys um, uh, below in the description or go to projectlifemastery.com slash escape book. And um, Onyx is actually going to be giving this away for free. Okay, so make sure I'm just going to plant that seed now for you guys. And I'm going to do a little bonus training uh, for those of you that decide to get this book too. So I uh, wanted to plant that. For those of you that wanted, you know, the, talk, you know, the importance of reading, how beneficial that is, something that's changed my life and I still do every day um, for the last 15 plus years now. Um, but let's talk more about habits. What are some of the habits that successful entrepreneurs have? That's a great question. And there's quite a few. So let's start with what I call the morning warrior. I have realized one thing, because here's something I'm really proud to be able to say. I get a chance where I am in my life. I'm really blessed to have this. And by no means do I say I've earned it. I really feel like this is a blessing. I get to meet millionaires and billionaires. That's right. B with a, you know, billionaire with a B. I meet them all the time. All right. And I've had the place where I think I've had sizable connection with at least five different billionaires and tons of millionaires. I've lost count for well over 50. And Every single one of them. I can't tell you. I don't think I know a single one that said, yeah, I wake up around 1 or 2 p.m., mosey around, do what I want. No, man. Billionaires especially, up 5, 5.36. They are up. They're ready to attack the day. Now, I've been working on it. I'm not quite that far up yet. But 7 I'm a guy who used to wake up at 11 a.m., 12 p.m. I'm up at 7 now. I'm up at 7, and I'm ready to fight. But it's what you do after you get up. And I notice these trends amongst millionaires and billionaires. So I call it the morning warrior. For me, the first one hour of the day, it's mine. 
It's not yours. It's not my team's. It's not the TV stations. It's mine. I'm going to set my tone, my feelings, my energy for the rest of the day. So I'm not going to pick up my cell phone and start looking at emails. I'm not going to pick up the phone and start looking at social media because I have a team all over the world. I don't need to hear their problems. Okay? So I wake up and the first thing I do is I read. I like to – so something I love doing that most people don't really – like my wife doesn't love doing. I love to just kind of mosey around in bed for a little while. Yeah, I like to be up in like 20, 30 minutes, just kind of lay around and let myself get up. So every night before I go to bed, I like to put a little, uh, you know, a little um, container with my vitamins in it. And I put it right, like vitamin B12. Um, I, I anyways need more B12 and it's a perfect thing to help you wake up in the morning. So I put a little bit of these vitamins right next to me. I put a bottle of water. I wake up. The first thing I do is I take those vitamins and I chug an entire bottle of water, sometimes two, because your body needs hydration. You need to get that brain fuel to turn on. And then I'll just lay there. I have a book. I read on my Kindle or whatever, and I just read and I lay there. And I uh, sometimes I might start researching something. It's what I want. It's what my mind wants. I get out of bed. First thing I try to do, and I can do this sometimes in the bathroom or I do this right next to the bed, is I just kind of move, jump, you know, three, four, five minutes. That's it. Just get get my blood flowing, get my heart rate up. And I try to get my heart rate up for a few minutes just so that I can start my metabolism and kick my body into, you know, into gear. And then I shower, brush my teeth, do the usuals, come down, grab a cup of coffee. Um, and for breakfast, I, I always, this is, this is like religion to me, one nice green juice. All right, a, a, an amazing glass of green juice. Now, again, blessings that I have because of the wealth I've been able to attract. That we have, we have an amazing chef that comes every morning to our home to cook for that day. It's every day fresh food. So she makes us a beautiful, amazing fresh juice in the morning and a great nutritious breakfast. So this is my morning. This is before my day starts. This is I've already had an hour of just absolute awesomeness and my mood is set correctly. Some other habits that we need to be in is where's your break during the day? So I like to take a break. So right after we're done with this interview, I'm going to have about 15 minutes where I retreat and it's onic time. All right. I can do whatever I want. That is my time. I do whatever I want. If I want to sit there and, and you know snack and watch TV, fine. It's time for my brain. My brain will tell me every day what I want to do. I, I love that tradition. It's really helped me. Uh, third is one day off. I believe you need one day a week to recharge your batteries. The hustle, I think we've taken the word hustle too far. Most people I talk to, most billionaires are happy. Most millionaires that are happy have that day where they just spend it with their families. For me, it's Sunday. Sunday is off. Sunday is I hang out. I see, I, you know, I, I, I see my friends. I go with my family. I do what I need to do. Now, I work on some Saturdays, but most of the time, you know, Sundays, it's very difficult to get me to do anything. It's my recharging day. I want to recharge my batteries. Um, another great, great habit about um, major, majorly successful people is how they harbor relationships. And that has probably been one of the biggest things. So when we look at this triangle here, we look at P, right, the last stage. I can tell you right now, of all of the stages, I think I've mastered P the most. And if you actually go look at my Facebook profile, you'll see how I've mastered it. Anytime I have a problem, I have to go to my Facebook page and post, friends, does anyone know someone who knows this? Does anyone know about this? And, and is I, I'm, I'm always in awe by how quickly my problems are solved. So I invest a lot in relationships. I know people's birthdays. I send them little birthday gifts. This is uh, a, a lesson I learned from a very dear friend of mine who is by far the best marketer I've ever met, John Delarico. And he always says little things for big people. That's what he always says, little things for big connections. I meet someone and I hear from the corner of my ear that they really love, you know, blah, blah, blah type of chocolate. Well, when I get home, I buy that chocolate, I send it to them. You know, just to kind of nurture that relationship, just to say, hey, I was listening. Um, randomly will send text messages to people. I don't only reach out to people when I need them. If I know a friend of mine is not well, I take a full effort to check in on them regularly to see how they're doing. This isn't some kind of manipulative tactic. I genuinely care about the people in my life and guess what they do for me in return? They care for me as well. So another big habit is nurturing relationships. And the last, but by no means the least, and probably the most influential habit, reading. I'm telling you right now, I read a book a week. I read at least 50 books a year. I take action. I implement. Not on all the books. Some books I read, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to really implement any of this. Some books I read, and I'm like, oh my god, I got to read this five times. This book is amazing. Right? Good to great. Uh, scaling up. Um, rich dad, poor dad. Think and grow rich. These are books that are like classics that I read again and again and again. Um, reading is, it's amazing. I was watching a video once, and someone said, oh, I have, you know, I'm being mentored by Abraham Lincoln. I'm being mentored by. You know, uh, Jim Ron. I'm being mentored by Zig Ziglar. I'm like, this guy's lost his mind because <laughs> all these people are dead. And and he says, yeah, mentors, man. These books are mentors. And I thought, I never thought about it that way. 
Ah, oh, man, I tell you, books have changed my life. And for those who don't read, you are just missing out on a great gift. You really are. And you won't, you won't become a billionaire for sure. A billionaire for no, no, no way unless you're always studying and reading. A uh, millionaire maybe by hook and crook. But, man, it will be so much easier if you invest in reading. Awesome. So many, so many gold nuggets uh, that you shared, but I want to wrap it up. Um, this has been so valuable, and I think those that are watching this are getting a lot of value from it as well. Let's talk about the book. Um, so this book is, you know, your passion project. It's brand new. It's yet to be released. Uh, those of you that are watching it right now, uh, you're watching this interview because it just became available. Um, Onyx actually giving this book away for free. And I'll have a link below, as I mentioned. But you want to maybe share with people a little bit about the book. Um, why did you write this book? And what are some of the, you know, you've already shared a lot um, of stuff in it, but why should, you know, people get their hands on this book? Absolutely. Okay. So thank you for that opportunity. And thank you for everybody. I do want to say, listen, grab this book. This is my life's work. This is a true passion. And you're going to hear it in a minute, what my mission behind this book is. It's not just about making money or anything. So I really do insist, you know, go to the URL and grab it's, it's, you just have to pay for shipping and that's it. I'll, I'll pay for the book. Um, and it's not a thin book. I mean, this, this thing's got meat in it. Um, okay. Here's why I wrote it. Three years ago, um, I determined what was my – who is Onik? What is my mission? What am I going to do? What is my what is my, my, um, my vision, my purpose? So I got rid of mission and vision. I got purpose. And I was to build this company right here. You see the logo. It's probably backwards, but it says learn. My goal is to empower entrepreneurs all over the world. I want to, be, I want to build the transformational home for entrepreneurs. That's the physical home that we live in here and our virtual home. Now, the thing is I've been online for 15 years and everyone knows me as the internet marketing guy, teaching internet marketing. And I realized there is so much more I bring to people. And I looked at my greatest success stories, my greatest mentees who've gone on to become multimillionaires. And I said, my time with these mentees that impacted their life the most had never had to do with Facebook ads, email marketing, you know, blogging, SEO. It was always the conversations that happened at that late night, 1130, before going to bed, where we shared our hearts with one another. And we spoke about how we think and how we react and we coached and mentored. So I got tickled with this question. I said, you know what? We need, Onik needs to change his brand. We need to change who we are. We can't just be about internet marketing. We got to be about entrepreneurs. But so I said, oh, here, I have an idea. Let me write a book about entrepreneurship because that'll help our brand transition. So what do I want to say about entrepreneurship? And I said, you know, there's a question that blows my mind that I've never been able to answer. I have over 300,000 students. I have some who've gone on to become multimillionaires, richer than even myself, more wealthy than myself. But a large majority, an overwhelming majority of my students are where, where they were when they started with me. They've, they've not. And now they have access to the same training, the same coaching, the same programs. They get access to the same tools. Some of them have invested again and again and again and again. They've put good money into it, but they're not making it. Is that my fault? Well, clearly it's not because this guy made it and he had access to the same things. So what's the problem? What's going on? And that used to baffle me, used to really drive me crazy. So I decided, let me write a book about that. Let me find out what that is. So initially it started as just kind of like, oh, I want to write this book for branding. Then I started talking to people. I started talking to millionaires. I started talking to people who were my students who were struggling. And I started talking to billionaires. And, I, and then it became an obsessive passion, obsessive passion, because I realized, oh, my God, I think I'm on to something. I might just write the book that changes a lot of things because there is a template. I'm seeing it. It's loud and clear. And I think I can put it out there. So it became a, uh, just a, an obsession for two years. I've, this book here, by the way. Has been, this is the third writing of it. I wrote this book twice and chucked it in the trash. This is the third writing of this book. Um, it's taken us forever to put it together because I told – in jokes, I told my wife. I said, when I die, I wanted to say great husband, great father, wrote escape. You know, and I want this book to be like on top of my tombstone. This is what this book means to me. Um, this book, in my opinion, is the road to becoming an entrepreneur. And the coolest thing is we got Damon John from Shark Tank to write the foreword. He read the book and he came to me and said, man, I wish I could just give this to everybody who comes to, to pitch us at Shark Tank. And I thought, wow, if, if he's saying that, then I've really got something here. That, that is powerful. So this book was written because a lot of entrepreneurs are out there struggling and a lot of them are failing and they don't know why. I hear this all the time. They think they're doing everything the way they're supposed to do it, and they focus on the tactics. And they say, I clicked where he said. I did what he said. I showed up when he said. Why am I not making it? This is why you're not making it. And this, this book, literally one of the chapters that we're putting out for free is called – I'll tell you right now. It's chapter number three. It's why do entrepreneurs fail? That, that – I wanted to answer that question once and for all, and that was why I wrote this book. And if you're an entrepreneur who's succeeding, if you want to learn how to pace it up, scale it up, you want to go faster, you want to succeed faster, 
the answers are also in this book. Very cool. Highly recommend it, guys. Make sure that you grab a copy of this book. Um, as Onyx said, it's free. He's going to pay for that. You just have to pay for the shipping and handling, which is only a couple bucks. Um, to get this book, just go to projectlifemastery.com slash escape book. Okay, so projectlifemastery.com slash escape book. I'll have a link in the description. And I'm going to do a little bonus training for those of you that decide to get this book. If you do decide to get this book, just forward the receipt or confirmation email that you get. Forward it to support at projectlifemastery.com. And then I'll send you an, uh, an exclusive invite to a special training that I'm going to do, a live training that's going to talk more about this book. It's going to talk more about the different stages. And I'm going to share my perspective on it because I've been going through the book. I've been getting a lot of great value from it too. And I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, we're so aligned on so many things. And and just that mindset, I mean, if you guys really master this, it's going to, you know, if you've been wondering why you're not succeeding yet in your life, this could very well be the difference for you. Um, I do know there's some people out there I've done and offered books before in the past, and there's still some people out there that say, oh, this is great. And if you've made it this far in this interview and you're not going to get the book and you're too afraid, your mindset's holding you back from spending a couple bucks on the shipping and handling, then I'm going to shake you guys right now and say, you know what, if that's you, then you especially need this book because you know <laughs> that mindset of just the fear and the scarcity, which blows me away that people have it. They're going to say, oh yeah, but I've got to pay for the shipping. Listen, guys, it's such a small price to pay, and um, you know both Onik and I have gotten to where we are because we've invested the money in not just books but training and resources as well. So I really want to make sure that you guys um, – I want to push you and challenge you a little bit. If you are in that mentality um, of being held back, if you've already made it this far in this interview, then you owe it to yourself to make sure that you get a copy of this book. Okay, so um, Onik, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the value that you provided here today. Um, for my audience, again, make sure that you get a copy of this book. The link will be below and send your receipt or your confirmation to support at projectlifemaster.com. So Onik, thank you again so much, man. I appreciate it. And I look forward to talking again soon. You got it, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Kick butt, go out there. And like I always say, when life pushes you, stand straight, smile and push it the heck back. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share my message. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.